0: Hello, Mech Warriors, and welcome to the Mech Bay, where we fix your mech and fix your game. What's going on, Mech Warriors? I'm your host, Josh, and we are the Mech Bay Podcast. Have it your way, but don't get crazy. What's going on, co host, Denim? Howdy, howdy. Uh, not too much here. That's good. That's good. It's a nice Sunday evening, you know, after a week full of battle tech. And we're just chilling, getting ready to talk about Kerensky's little abominations that could. That's right. We're talking about Protomechs.
1: Yep, one of the last gifts that the smoke jag gave to the uh, gave to the inner sphere before they went away.
0: <laughs> they're protomech, so that means they're before mech. Prototype mech right Mm -hmm. right that's Mm -hmm. that's what proto means yeah let's roll with that oh but first before we dig into that one let's do some hobby news hobby progress and some games played and other all right so we've we had a little bit of news in the last week since we released we've gotten the four mercenary packs come out
1: all right, well, we had um, three mercenary new Mercenary Force Packs come out this month. We had the Eridani Light Horse, Hanson's Rough Riders, and the Kelhounds, which are uh, one of my favorites. So which ones did you pick up? Did you pick them all up? I-, I will pick them all up eventually, but the ones I was able to get my hands on locally were just the Eridani and the Hanson's Rough Riders.
0: Uh, see, that's why I had to go to Fortress Managers and Games. and Rob Rob hooked me up. I'm pretty sure I was in that first shipment. Of they came in the store, he just slapped shipping labels on them, and they went right back out. But I got the uh, the Kelhounds one to get that jumping Crusader.
1: I need to do that because um, only certain stores are able to get that, and my store doesn't. So I don't want to
0: wait. So I will. I will just go order it. That's exactly what I'll do. Yeah, I don't think any of our stores have the Kelhounds, but uh, that that's just for me running around seeing who has what. Right. Fortress has all of them that's great uh, I will say correction from the last episode we talked that it included a second base for the jumping ones they oh, do not right. not these just,
1: yeah it, it, like one particular one the Highlander the one that comes with the Highlander will have a smooshed a, a smooshed uh, urban mech to put on there um, that he can that he can stomp on but that's that's just the Highlander one
0: yeah. which
1: will be the, uh, the Northwind Highlanders
0: yeah, the smoke for at least the Crusader just pops off two little like pegs. It goes. It has two pegs that fit into the Crusader, and the base itself has two pegs for like the little piece of rubble and a foothold to That's go it, onto.
1: Right. So the the Thunderbolt um, in the Iridani doesn't have any rubble, but it just has uh, two little holes on its feet that you could plug in. It looks like it is just booking it, like it is running flat out. If it's not doing the jumping thing. Yeah, and then the uh, the hatchet man, he's just standing flat when you take him off the smoke, so he's also got two little pegs that you put him on. So they don't come with any extra bits, uh, although you said your crusader came with a little bit of rubble. Yeah, my crusader
0: there? came with a rubble because he's kind of like, and like one foot is higher up, so it kind of gets yep. like up. he's pushing off something. Yeah,
1: so he's got the rubble, and the Highlander, whose one foot is also up, has a has a crushed urban mech, yes.
0: But not an actual like fifth Not pace. an
1: actual physical base is what it turns out. Yep. Okay. I made an assumption
0: I mean we knew the smoke plumes were detachable we did not know they were detachable from the hex base right we didn't know how that would work now we do okay so those are all out we have next month finishing printing and awaiting a delivery date the new mercenary force packs for March Grey Death Legion the Snords Irregulars the Urban Mech Assault Lance, I don't, I don't know right. how we would describe that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it, unlike the the dozen identical Urban Mechs. This one has four unique variants in each pack.
0: I feel like we're up to more Urban Mech variants in plastic than than Mad anything Cat. else.
1: Yeah, yep, because that will make five, and there is no other Mech that has five different variants
0: <laughs> in plastic. Wow. But that fourth box, that fourth mercenary box, will be a surprise? So we yes. don't actually know what that is yet.
1: Which may mean that they don't know what's in
0: it. <laughs> we'll find out. Boy, I really hope they know what's in there. <laughs> They're shipping containers coming overseas. Do we have any, like... like I really hate to wish list on, on the show, but I also, if, if I had to guess what's coming in a month... One has to be jumping, I'm assuming, maybe.
1: Right. They'll have one jumping and one new one. So, one new mech, one, at least one reposed mech, and one jumping mech. So, do we have any
0: thoughts on what's going to be in there?
1: No, I mean, I would assume it's some sort of obscure mercenary unit. Ober- maybe it's the Oberon's Confederation, uh, um, you know, the periphery bandit. Who knows? I'm going to go with
0: if it has to be mercenary, it might be the Big Mac.
1: Oh, could be. Could we be. don't hear or, much or, about them. Yeah,
0: I mean, hmm. who's who's the other like? If I go to master unit list and I go to mercenary, who are the big like have their
1: own slots? Uh, the dismal D's they could have their own <laughs> slot.
0: Aridani, <laughs> Kelhounds, Wolf Dragoons, Northwind, McCarron's Armored Cavalry, and Great at So yeah, it looks like the only one they've haven't added in is McCarron's. McCarron's. I mean, technically, the Armored Cab.
1: <laughs> All vehicles i mean i mean that could that could be what it is it could be it could be a a a mercenary force pack of just vehicles oh man you heard it here first people (laughs) i'm calling it
0: on the you know (laughs) pulling rumors out of thin air (laughs) (laughs) but yeah okay so if it's a mercenary my money's on the big mac yep all right which would be cool because then we'd have some compelling appreciation we'd have vehicles We'd have vehicles. That's true. We'd have vehicles. Okay. (laughs) All right, folks. Me and Denim tried. We tried to guess what the mystery pack was. And today, when I was getting ready to release the episode, we found out what the mystery force pack was. And it's the proliferation pack. And that will have essentially the first of Battletech. And by first, I mean the first mechs of each of the main factions. So... We have the first Terran Hegemony Mech, the Mackie; the first Lirian Mech, the Emir; the first Draconis Combine Mech, the Gladiator; the first Free Worlds Mech, the Icarus II; the first Capellan Confederation Mech, the Firebee; and the first Omni Mech, the Coyotal. And of course, we couldn't leave all of them alone without the first Federated Suns Mech, the Battleaxe. So that'll be awesome to see on shelves eventually. That. I guess we'll be finishing printing in March as well with the other packs like they originally said, but we do not have a on-the-shelves delivery date for those yet. So hopefully sometime after March and hopefully sometime before the Kickstarter. Something to tie us over until when they can deliver the rest of the mercenaries' goods. So that's more. And for literary news, we have the latest and greatest for the Eridani Light Horse fans of us. By Jason Hansa, we have Innocent and Defenseless. Because I don't know about you, but I love a part Star League, part Mercenary story where the Mech Warriors are kings of the battlefield, the hovercraft pilots are hotshot fanboys, and the biggest thing you have to worry about is the successor state for getting its place in the sphere. So I highly recommend everyone check out Innocent and Defenseless Part 2 of the Mercenary Tales series, available on eBooks. books Mercenary Impacts, uh, other Battletech news, the last recognition guide has came out.
1: That's right. Number 32, which means they're going to start making they're going to make two uh they're going to split it up into two volumes and make physical copies. Those physical copies will not have the record sheets because they would be gigantic. They'd be like the thickness of of your standard dictionary.
0: I mean, I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm sure they'll release you know the the sh- the record sheet packs like they do for everything else, but yeah, just they're going to be just like the other technical readouts that um, have all the mechs and info, but no record sheets. Just like all the rest of my shelf, right there.
0: So, have you had a chance to look through number thirty-two? Yeah, I I
1: did, and I had a cute little surprise in there that I liked. Which one? Well, the 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 redone Viper, which is um like a modified Crusader. Uh, if you look at it, and then you go back and look at the old record sheets, um, the armor diagram on there had had a. Uh, like a mantis like head and, and little spikes in his and he had uh, the arms and legs look just like this Viper like this Viper looks like it look it is the poster child of the armor diagram back in the day
0: yeah no it looked like I was like I've seen this before and I was like but not as a crusader
1: so I think it's gonna be cool and I look forward to that coming out in
0: plastic yeah uh I really liked the blood asp or star adder as we're calling it now
1: yep i just played against one of those we'll talk about that in a little bit
0: but yeah <laughs> uh so it looks like they've canonized the MechaSalt one for that yes yep that's what it looks like because <laughs> everyone liked was it plasma ppcs <laughs> yeah that game was fun but that looks super dope like i'm i'm quite excited to see that as well yep new stuff
1: It's all awesome. But yeah, so there's going to be two... two, uh, The old clan wreck guides will come out in two volumes. So that will happen soon. They've already been working on it. So I'm going to say this year.
0: The big news is we have the store sign-up sheet for the Mercenaries Kickstarter launch parties out in the wild now.
1: That's true. That is true. So if you have a... Uh, hobby store that you want to run that uh, go get the link off of um, the bg.battletech.com and and give that to them because it has to be filled out by a store owner
0: yes just because you sell things outside your back door doesn't make you a store right but are we a store denim because we sell yeah. information to people for free
1: for free yeah, i was gonna say wait a minute what's this we stuff <laughs> i need a raise <laughs> me too what's a, brother what's a what's a 400 percent increase of zero <laughs> does
0: do, does a podcast actually get paid in exposure <laughs> or is that the oh. product
1: <laughs> <laughs> the world may never
0: know oh that's enough uh news so we've got mercenary force packs done for first wave we've got new ones coming next month we have the last wreck guide which just came out and then we have the, the kickstarter store page so yep that's a nice hobby roundup for one week. <laughs> yep. It's, it's not a bad chunk. All right. Let's move on to some hobby progress. Get some what actually is on our tables. Oh, man. Denim, why don't you go first? Because I okay. feel like you might have gotten more done than me this time.
1: Uh, well, I've, I'm almost done modeling the interior wall, walls and pillars of the uh, Steiner Coliseum for Solaris. Because we're going to start doing uh, little Solaris matches in our in our store. So I want to do the outside walls too, but that's not as important because you can play the game without the, you know, the outside walls looking cool. I just want the inner workings first. But um, just about done. If I hadn't had a couple of printer failures, probably would have been done by now. Aww. If
0: I do the 3D printer go burr, like is, is that acceptable? <laughs> Except when it doesn't go burr.
1: Except when it doesn't. How about you? What have you been up to?
0: Oh man, I. <laughs> Purchasing is progress. <laughs> purchasing is progress. I mean, I technically did purchase the Kellhounds pack from Fortress Miniatures, so got that in. Haven't done anything with them yet, but purchasing. Uh I, I bought more Sylphs because I have a problem, and that problem is buying one thing in 15 of. Yeah. Yeah. I've 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 determined that I pick my faction on Sylph Battle Armor Availability. <laughs> And I need just enough of the ones on the ground as I do the ones in the sky. Because, you know, it can't. I also can't use ones that I've pre-painted for one faction for another faction.
1: Well, that's true. You can't. I mean, you're just not allowed to. They will kick you out of any tournament if you try that. <laughs> I agree.
0: Uh, but the big purchase for that order was I got a Viper, which is now the Black Python, which is now now the White Raven.
1: And I took a look at it, and it is definitely better looking than the original Viper that came out with the uh, looks like a squat, um, super deformed spider jet on chicken legs. Like, no joke, that's not an exaggeration. That's what it looks like.
0: Because yeah. you have the unseen Viper.
1: Right. Do we want to call it the Viper
0: the... for this or the Black Python? Because. I was
1: never referred to as a Black Python. Okay, so that's, that's back the post it was the Viper, yeah.
0: <laughs> Not the yeah, dragonfly.
1: What if three vipers that we have legally <laughs> canonically in in the game? At least three vipers. Yeah, because yeah, so, you're right. We have the dragonfly viper. We've got the um this this one the black python viper, and we've got the viper
0: viper, the crusader viper, as I'm the calling crusader it. Crusader viper. Okay. I mean, yes, it's it's taken. They retooled the factory to make the viper, and they just put worse tech on it, and they made it heavier. Yeah, I don't know why though.
1: Worst tech, I don't know. It's got cool tech. I mean, it's got two blazers on the primary one. Look, look, yes, inefficient.
0: You don't have to sell me on blazers, dude. It's it looks
1: fun. It looks fun. I would definitely play that. Well, one of them has what four plasma cannons on one arm and then a a mace on the other.
0: Yes, yes. And and
1: I'm just making like stuff for Solaris right now. I would, I would love to see that in my Solaris match 100%.
0: (laughs) Screams. All I hear is screams.
1: Because if you slow them down with all the heat you get from the plasmas, and then you walk up and mace them when they can't run away.
0: <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? But yeah, so I got the current Ironwind Metals Viper Black Python, and they have the new Viper Black Python in plastic coming out, but I just needed one now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. It's hard to take one in a tournament if you don't have one. It's it's. I'm waiting later. I mean, I guess a lot of places... You could just have a piece of paper that says I owe you Viper and still use it legally in a a game of Battle Tech, But uh, it wouldn't look as pretty.
0: (laughs) No. Yeah, so, but for my painting-wise, because that's just the buying for painting, I got my Protomex painted, which is ironic for this episode.
1: (laughs) Yes, I saw them. They look nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm not going to lie. I look at the Gorgon, and I turn it around, and all I can think is, like, wearing nothing at all. Uh, yeah, you can put one of those
1: one of those uh, old timey pajamas with the butt flap on it. Just paint one of those on there.
0: Like I posted this, and the only emoji people put on it was the peach, because uh-huh. it's all cheeks. It's all yeah. cheeks on this. Did not skip leg day that one. <laughs> Thighs. Oh yeah, that's terrible. Like people, no, no, no. But yeah, so I got those done. Those got some nice washing. They're great for dry brushing because they're so small. Yep. But they're also simple. Like they are they are almost palette cleanser. Like painting battle armor is difficult for me because there's too much. Like they're too small. They're so you-
1: tiny. They're so tiny. Yes. And like if you mess up with the with the dry brush, if you just happen to have a little bit too much, you have to start all over because it just covers everything.
0: But these protomechs were like the perfect amount of, okay, I can do these fast and kind of cleanly. Like there's enough space that my brush technique doesn't have to change too much. Yep. So they were nice. I enjoyed it. Cool, cool. All right. So that's enough hobby progress. Uh Denim, have you gotten any games in lately?
1: Yeah. Well, I always get games in, Josh. That's true. I, yep. I run games every Tuesday. But yeah, I got some I got some special games in. Um I mean we could do this on mine or yours, but I did in fact play you.
0: You did. How did I you did. like that game?
1: I was there. It was it was nice. I, I was didn't get there. Any... <laughs> No, that was a fun one. I took a, a standard inner sphere lance for that game, like one light, one medium, one heavy, and one assault. Um,
0: that was a uh, 10k BV game.
1: It was. It was a 10k, so that meant that I had pretty good pilots. I yeah. had a uh, I had a Spider 8XR that had a two two pilot. I had a Shadowhawk um, 8L with that which had a two four pilot, a Catapult 2L7L with a two five. And a Marauder two four L with a two five. Uh, the Marauder had um, stealth armor, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he did. I, I
0: did not like that. Um, yeah. So sure. that was my
1: that was my standard InterSphere lance with really good pilots to bump the BV up because ten uh, K is hard to get to sometimes. If you're running four InterSphere mechs, it's it's sometimes true. difficult. If you're running Clan mechs, no, you can hit that in like two mechs easy. <laughs> I mean.
0: I only took two mechs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and some other stuff.
0: Yeah, I took... <laughs> what did you, uh, you take? I took a Warcrow Prime, a Warhammer 2C13, a two a Elementals, the new ones, the Elemental 3s, one Flamer, one Pulse, and then a Point of Protomechs.
1: Yes. And these pro- Protomechs weren't all... Like, like I only have rocks, so if I'm putting out Protomechs, it's just all rocks. But you didn't do that. You, you had a nice
0: mix. Nice selection. I had a Crysaor, a Gorgon 3, a rock, another rock, and a Minotaur. So nothing too fancy.
1: Rocks are good. I'm glad you had two of those. <laughs> they, are, they are the best.
0: They are the best. But
1: yeah, so how did that game go for you? Oh, okay. So one of the memorable parts is from across the map with my Marauder 2, I hit your Warhammer 2C in the leg twice with Gauss rifles. I brought you down to three internal structure on your leg by like turn two, maybe three, and mm-hmm. I never hit that leg again with anything ever. Never. You ended the game with that leg standing there.
0: <laughs> How did that make you feel?
1: Oh, I mean, awesome when I hit your leg, uh, frustrated when I never rolled that leg again. Yeah, frustrating. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, so that game, I was impressed with my Protomex on some things and not on some others, but we'll talk right. about that later. Right. Um, we also
1: played them a little bit wrong, but but I don't think it was so wrong that it would have affected anything in, in the larger sense.
0: Correct. I enjoyed the Warcrow. I very much enjoyed the Warhammer 2C. Just got definitely outnumbered. <laughs> Well, the the warcrow, which is awesome. I mean, I believe I hit it with
1: three plasma rifles one turn, and you just got too hot. Like yeah, really, and then really, I really shot down. Right, my my uh, catapult did not last that turn. Like that was his last dying act was to hit you with with as much plasma as he could. When 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 your both of your mechs went down, it was kind of just time for cleanup
0: after that. Yeah, yeah, and your marauder was like perfectly perched. You know, behind a was. level one he had partial cover, he was in heavy woods. The whole woods game, all he got was five armor. points.
1: Yeah, five <laughs> points on his left torso was all the damage he took that entire game.
0: Ugh. That hurt. Yeah. Your other stuff though was getting getting a little scared.
1: Well, I, I had already lost my catapult and then I lost my spider taking out your, your so you know we overheated your warcrow and then and then eventually center torso critted your your Warhammer with the spider the same turn that the spider disappeared just yeah there's no trace no trace of it but uh i still had the the shadow hawk um had been touched a little bit but not much and and the the, the marauder 2 was pristine and all you had was four proto mechs and on the quarter of the map your elementals
0: yeah i'm I'm not a good elemental player that i'm learning that
1: your elementals were chasing down my, my faster mechs and they they don't have the the six the seven no the seven and ten jump that my mechs did
0: This is why I like sylphs, isn't it? Yeah,
1: (laughs) this is. You got to have something that can chase things down. They jump seven, right? Sylphs?
0: Sylphs fly. Fly. Oh, yeah. So they jump. They just, yes. The answer is yes. (laughs) Always jumping, never landing. (laughs) Yep. But that was a good game. I enjoyed playing you. We Um, learned quite a bit about Protomex in that game. Yeah. And that was a while ago. That wasn't like last week. That was just. That was wild. (laughs) but uh did you get any other games in lately
1: yeah i've gotten several of the games i've been using iterations of that lance mostly 7500 bv versions of it and i and i think i've got it uh i think i got it pretty well dialed in for my 7500 if i was to do another ten thousand, i would have to uh revisit with some of the lessons i've learned in the other games i played but um but i I really like it a lot That's, that's good it's it's well balanced. It cover. It's got plenty of cover. Everybody has a job. So, and they're all under four gunnery, I which mean, is essential it, with jumping backs. Yeah, if it hurts. If you're but jumping it's true. around, you've got to you've got to lower that gunnery. You just have to.
0: What was I going to say? Uh, did you have any highlights from your other games that you want to talk about, or nay? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There is a game that I was playing with with JT over at Hangry Eighteen. And he had a blood asp, not one of the new ones because rec guide thirty two hadn't quite come out yet. um but it was a beast. and in one in one phase, I did four pilot hits on him.
0: How, how did you did you just reach inside of his cockpit and just like slap no, slap no
1: no cockpit hits with that i I hit a um I hit a gauss rifle, which mm-hmm. uh, which he had case, but that gave him two pilot damage. And then I hit the other torso and hit ammo, which he also had case, but that's another two. So that was four Mm. and he had to do them all that turn and all in a row. So he had to roll a three, five, seven and 10. And he did it. He didn't even fall down from any of that. It was so bad. That, uh, I think it's a 90 ton beast. (laughs) How about you? Any other games?
0: Oh man, I played you. We already talked about that from your yep. perspective. Uh, I played Neil. I got to try a. This was like take mechs that you don't take very often, but also throw in something old, reliable, and that was my Warcrow, my brand new Viper, a Risen, the like Dark Age one with mm-hmm. Inark because I wanted to try out Inarks, and then I took some airy power armor
1: because that wasn't.
0: An- Interesting version
1: of the Viper you took, though.
0: That was the like the that was technically the White Raven two, the wreck Guide one. Gotcha. Yeah, this was me trying out wreck Guides essentially with Airy. Right. Power. Armor. It was
1: right, but that that one that one has I'm an XXL mistaken, has the XXL and it jumps eight.
0: Yes, because it has improved jump jets. So that's sixteen heat if you jump eight. That yeah. is crazy, and it me. only has the sinking ability for twenty wow but it still has you know two large pulse lasers four er small lasers and then uh, two medium pulses and still has a targeting computer
1: so you can fire or you can jump
0: yes yeah very very much so
1: (laughs) how did he do i'm curious
0: so me trying out the viper for the first time this was a buy it and then try it kind of Mm -hmm. operation um and take the weirdest variant of it that I could there's,
1: find. There's there's no point in not buying a Viper, though. <laughs> the Vipers are such fantastic. They have such cool variants that uh, that you will never not find a use for at least one of
0: them. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to buy two of these. I might as well get one metal, one plastic. Yep. Uh, I liked it. The problem was it definitely was like a, the ultimate bracket build. Like, you're either jumping you're either shooting two large pulse lasers for minus 3 with the target computer or you're shooting the medium pulses and the ER smalls and running or jumping a little bit and shedding heat because ah, you don't have those. You, you don't have enough heat to do a little bit of everything at once you really just split in between those
1: you should totally uh, drop those ER smalls and put in AES and get that minus 4 that would be amazing
0: Look, don't build a bear me, my perfect (laughs) mech. But yeah, that would be
1: awesome. Jump seven, minus four on large pulses. That would be great.
0: So the Viper was great. The Viper only died because I tried to push a catapult off uh, level zero to a depth to water next to it. And and I was like, why wouldn't you? Like, like, begging. I it's begging to be pushed in the pool. <laughs> and my addiction is pushing mechs off of things. I'm like a cat when I play Battletech. I just want to push it off and see what happens. That um, would be amazing. The problem is I misplayed and was like, oh, I'm going to get here and Torus twist and push. No, pushing is only on the front. Oh, yeah, only the front. Yep, Only the front. So I was like, oh, we have to take this back. And he had taken two hits, and those two hits then changed to the rear based on that because... I was like, I'm not going to penalize my opponent, Neil, for that. That was on me. So those hits then transferred to my rear and then they critted me on the gyro. Oops. And then I fell before the physical combat phase when we rolled it everything back. Yeah. So that went. Back. Oops. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. yep.
1: <laughs> you don't want something that jumps everywhere to to get gyros at all. No. You just don't.
0: So then it spent the slow turn of trying to run away and then getting murdered. <laughs> Uh, the Ryzen was nice. I put a I Haywire in that pod. situation,
1: you don't try to run. You just stand up or, or lay down. You just keep firing until you're dead. Like, Oh, like, yeah. You know, you're, you know you're going down. There's no point in even trying to escape.
0: It was close, but not close enough.
1: <laughs> yep, true enough.
0: But it, I will say it did some work on a Catapult and Wolverine kind of solo, which I would hope was nice. Yeah, he was waited for it. But uh, the Raijin was nice. Got to try Haywire pods on that. So everyone loves plus one, right? Yeah, I do. <laughs> it didn't come up as much as I would have thought. Ah, I, I, it was probably because like a low gunnery skilled pilot isn't affected by a plus one as much as a higher. Like, yeah, like I if he agree. gets if he gets a plus one haywire inark, he's just going to stand still in woods rather than move to a better woods.
1: Right, right, and he's equal to to yours because you had uh, you had higher gunneries, correct? Yeah. So you just equalized instead of getting the advantage. hmm Yep. I could see
0: that. Yeah. How did so, the Aerie do? Uh Aeries always do great. They're they're what 35 B V? Like if they do one shot, one shot, they pay for themselves. <laughs> they got to shoot five times.
1: Dude, I shoot ammo that's more B V than your uh, than your <laughs> than your Aerie.
0: They have medium laser range for five damage total on the squad. So I roll to see it one through five. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's amazing. Like people even see like, these are so worthless. I'm not wasting shots on them. I'm like, (laughs) that's great. Don't. There's still points. They can win. (laughs) I mean, they had stealth armor. We were playing objectives, but I got, I lost them. So right. Stealth armor. That was the first
1: time I had ever played with stealth. Armor was our game. And I, I like it. It's,
0: it's hot but uh but i like it but on that marauder you don't really with two gauss rifles you're not pushing oh
1: no i found i found woods behind partial cover and i just sat there um and you know yeah the gauss rifles only do one point of heat each so what oh two heat (laughs) 12 heat because i fired you because i got stealth armor i got i got 10 doubles i'm oh no
0: yeah (laughs) so yeah so that was my my game for that, for Neil. And then I played uh, Joe. I took Scargoyle Prime, the Bachalan on a Budget special. Yep, yep. I took a Warhammer 2C2. And then I took a Stormcrow with uh, four medium pulses and LRM20. Well, I like that one. And the new elemental threes. And you know cool. what? That reinforced that I'm a bad elemental player. <laughs> <laughs> Did they not do well? They they hit no times in that game
1: yeah i've been there yeah.
0: but uh joe was taking an all speedy mech like he took the new dragon the wreck guy dragon that runs for 12 with mask and i'm like i'm i'm sorry what <laughs> i that's
1: the one that has c3 now you, you said that uh that he didn't have a c3 master right
0: yeah he was just running them he was like hey all my mechs are c3 but i have no master is that okay right, i was that, like that yeah that's but <laughs> but wasted he, ton of triune, yeah, he so. wasn't using the c3 ability he was right. just like you don't care right i was like no no you're penalizing yourself problem is he just paid for the bv upgrade instead of having a master and like you right. know what that was worth it for him because he put more shots on than my four or four clan pilots because he had a uh a spider a grasshopper and uh Jenner the new record right. or and that, not that new records but
1: Dragon was the 7k I anytime I run a C3 Lance I include that one in there I really like that uh, that Dragon uh, That's a C3 dirty stuff. dragon yeah it it goes uh 669 but it yeah it goes 12 with the mask and and it's got the MR, MRMs which are scary but <laughs> uh, it also has the armor to sit there and and get in close and let everybody else target whatever you're shooting at.
0: By the end of the game, I had taken out both of his hips and most <laughs> of the internals on a leg. So it was prone and could not move legally, could not stand up, and I was like, "Yeah, you stay
1: there, dragon.
0: You think about what you
1: did." So it's a 6-3, so he ended up being a 1-2 with the uh with the hip, with two hips broken.
0: Yeah, I mean, he had he had a broken lower and a broken upper, so he was uh gross. He was MP0. Yeah. Uh, my mechs for that one, all died by headshots Aww. and ammo explosions. So I was like, "Come on, guys!" What was it? he? He did roll the uh, the get the head crit and then roll to get the cockpit. I was like, you know, I Aww. accept that more than I do just head head. But that was a good game. I enjoyed it. Cool. What what map were you playing on? Do you know the the name of that map? That is the promotional tundra map.
1: Okay, because I saw it had a lot of orange in it.
0: Yeah, so that's the – on the okay. one side, it's the lunar map, and on the other side, it's the tundra, like reddish mossy with some snow, but it's not snow. I think I have that. Oh, the promotional – that was the promotional paper map. Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay, because I have it on the uh, – as a battle mat, as a neoprene battle mat,
0: mm-hmm. and it
1: has the um, river comms base on the other side. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I've seen I've seen that paper map that you have before.
0: I really like it because it's it's not too complex like there's nothing on it except woods rubble and level changes so it's great for like introduction great it's almost like it's a great promotional map (laughs) and it looks nice it does it looks very cool okay so that's all of our games played man we played a lot this time we actually did yeah that's kind of crazy all right so do we want to talk about what we're doing at adepticon now
1: We'll both be at Adepticon this year.
0: Yeah, March twenty second, twenty second
1: to twenty sixth. Yeah, yeah, yep. I will be there in a uh, in a Catalyst demo team. Yeah, I've not signed up for any events. Um, I could get in and play some if there were like openings, but I don't think there will be. But it doesn't matter because I will be there doing uh, BattleTech boot camp and Grinder, um, basically from open till around three p.m. every Man. day. God, you're yep. booked. I am. I'm booked. That's fun. You're doing, you know. But yeah, people want to stop by and see the grinder. I'll be there.
0: Nice. I will be doing actual BattleTech events, so I'm signed up for. what's it for Thursday? I'm signed up for the BattleTech Championship Circuit Alpha Strike game, which. It's a game, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is it? that's four hundred point value, and not using the multiple attack roll. Which I've, right, ne- so, I've yeah, never played. Alva strike not using multiple attack roll.
1: I have, and it it does speed up the game because a bigger mech can just delete a mech. Like it either hits and the mech is gone, so you don't have to worry about crits or anything, or you miss and that mech is still alive. Like that. That's it. It's just very binary. You you miss out on a lot of the uh, you know the crunchy bits. <laughs> so I think even with four hundred, with four hundred point value, with all or nothing. Yeah, you can finish those games in in an hour and a half.
0: They are using the Alpha Strike Force building. So they're actually doing like you have to build a battle lance or a support Mm -hmm. lance. So That'll get you like,
1: yeah, like uh, all kinds of of cool lance abilities.
0: Mm -hmm. So there's that. Um, And they're also doing attacker and defender lists. So you build (laughs) one 400 point list and that's an attacker list. And then one 400 point list, that's a defender.
1: And are each mission labeled attacker and defender and yes. you have to take those, take those It doesn't, those it doesn't
0: say is mandatory.
1: I think it's implied. So if, it, if you want to check, like that's something you should check before you start and get, and get into a big <laughs> fight. That is something that needs to be checked before you start playing.
0: It needs, it needs to be written in the packet, sir.
1: <laughs> well, I, I agree.
0: Uh that's the BTCC Alpha Strike one. Uh I should note that they're using the same missions for the Alpha Strike event as they were doing for the later in the week classic event. Interesting. Yeah. Uh they also just have one mission written if it's Alpha Strike the objective is 8 inches if it's, you know, classic it's 4 hexes. So
1: they should be they should be transferable. Like if you do the the hex to, to inch, it should be. So this will this will be interesting to see if it is, but they should um, be.
0: For Friday, I'm running the... Not running. I'm playing in the Wolfnet 350 event. So this is a Civil War Alpha Strike event. All right. So that'll be different.
1: There'll be some... You know, there's some good variants in there.
0: Yeah. I got my own opinions on Civil War. I think it's a boring era, but, you know.
1: You, yeah, you, but d- in here, it doesn't matter if it's exciting or boring. It just gives you a, a constraint. Like that's... that's yeah, no, no.
0: I, I meant more like factions aren't as dissimilar like that's not when you start to see weird factions no uniqueness no it's
1: the it's the the cookie cutter ones
0: yeah all right um what is it for friday i've got the battletech championship circuit classic event and okay so that's friday then we have saturday or i might yes. my days might be off all the all over <laughs> the fourth day of the blake gave to me uh the pre-lit Pre-made list tournament, so that one will actually be like,
1: oh yeah, it might it might be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This yeah, this the one's Sunday the Sunday
0: Monday.
1: one. Oh, in that with that case, if you're not doing the classic, I'll be over at the grinder, so you can okay. come check
0: me out. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So visit Denim at the uh, grinder and visit me at the bar. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. That's how that works. Yeah. So save me a drink,
0: or buy him a drink. That's the better one. Uh, so the pre-made list tournament, I guess Catalyst will be like pre-making list and providing Right, this models. is something they've
1: done before they do this at Gen Con um, so the grinder, the Battletech bootcamp and and this pre-made list tournament are all things that you can, that, that they've done at, uh, at Gen Con, at other conventions the BTCC stuff though, they have not, so that is one of the reasons why it is as chaotic as it is 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 really the first time they're trying it
0: Woo! We got 30 days ish <sighs> Stress level's too high. <laughs> Is that like a heat level? Yeah, yeah. Hit me with that plasma rifle, sir. <laughs> All right, let's take I a quick break. I don't have heat break, sinks, so that's and, uh, another 2d6 damage. Uh, let's take a quick break and you know refill the coolant tanks. I have one question for you. Are you ready? Are you ready for this Sunday night when Solaris champion Matt Balcombe defends his title in the Solaris Super Slam? Say goodbye to anyone standing in Matt Balkum's way. We take some six mechs at a steel stadium, shoots and ladders match in the Slayer Super, super, super Slair as Matt Balkum fights his way to the top in his Battle Master. Right now, you can own this awesome pay per view hollow disc for just fifty nine ninety nine. Call now, receive not one, but two extra hollow discs of Matt Balkum's rise to the top and highlights in the arena. All right. It's time to talk about Kerensky's, you know, dream of the perfect warrior. Was that Karin- Did Kerensky have anything to do with that? I mean, without Kerensky, we wouldn't have Protomax running around. But I understand that that is a fact. But was <laughs> it his dream
1: to have Protomax? I don't think he had anything to do with the thinking of or design of Protomax. I don't know. I mean. So, okay, do we know the history of the Protomech? All
0: right, so who who wants to debate, you know, I'm the abridged drunk history of Protomex, and you're probably <laughs> the more lore accurate. I was there when they were written. So I, I was, was there when they were written. Yeah, so, so let's go with wh- how they were, when they were presented and introduced. Let's, let's go with the first-hand account. Okay, so, I mean, as a Smoke
1: Jaguar player, uh, lore-wise, Smoke Jaguar was in a tight situation and they didn't have all the resources that they, that they wanted to have. But what they did have was a lot of failed out aerospace pilots who didn't quite make the cut. And what are they going to do? They're too, you know, they're too skinny to go put into the mech warrior program. uh, And there's no aerospace fighters for them because they, they failed out. So the scientists who at this time were like, dude, we're going to lose this unless we do something about it. We can't trust the warriors to, to, you know, keep our butts out of the fire. So they started doing testing with these, these volunteers in quotes uh, from the aerospace program. And they encased them in smaller mini mechs, which they decided to call proto mechs, even though they're not prototype mechs, we already have mechs.
0: Proto was such a hot word back then. It was synergy or like, yeah,
1: yeah, it was definitely a hot word. So basically, an aerospace pilot goes into this thing and he curls up like kind of like a little ball. He becomes the proto mech, but, but he feels, he feels like he's walking around. They use the enhanced imaging type stuff so that they are walking around thinking that they, and they, you know, they get the, the God complex from it. They do.
0: It's the perfect meld between man and
1: machine. Yeah. But five of them is supposed to take up the resources to create as half of a mech. So, um, they sold it to the to the battle command of Smoke Jags, and they gave it the okay.
0: The in okay, <laughs> the not, okay. Not not, not <laughs> in fully enraging the con that this has been going on behind his back for years. Uh, what is he going to do? He is in. He
1: is on his back foot anyway. Um, <laughs> he will grumble about it, but but he's not going to stop it because, as all things, Clan. If you try something new and different, and you win, you're a forward thinker and a, and a rice star. But if you lose, then you are an honorless. Desgra, and you deserve to die anyway. That's how it works.
0: We'll go to the pr- technical definition. Protomechs are between two tons and nine tons. And there's an asterisk on that nine tons because there are ultra-heavy protomechs, but we won't talk about them. <laughs> you we'll mean mention mechs. them, but we won't <laughs> count them as... Yeah, because that's a mech, sir. That is a mech, not a proto mech. But yes, they are essentially ultralight units that bridge the gap between mech and battle armor. And they're c bill efficient.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's, they they don't cost that much
0: if you're fighting with you know only battle armor and you someone comes up to you and is like, hey kid, you want this protomech?
1: Yeah, I mean five. I take five protomechs over one uh, squad of elemental, one point of elementals. Yeah, but but I would not. I would not uh, take just one protomech, No.
0: All right. So. We've established that they are a smoke jaguar, you know, creation, but who right. uses them mainly?
1: They, they went all over the place because they started with the smoke jaguars. They were then adopted by Coyote, Goliath, Scorpion, Hell's Horses, and even the wolves in exile um, use them. But by the Dark Ages, I believe it was just Raven Alliance that still still really used them mainly.
0: Uh, ravens, horses and the other periphery you know weirdos <laughs> essentially if your faction has ever been desperate for anything for resources for land for you know recognition they probably use protomech and they're not that's proud why, of it.
1: that's why it was wolves in exile and not
0: the regular wolves, wolves yes regular, wolves not in exile right <laughs> wolves with the home um so why why should we care about protomechs in you know 3151 year of our lord they do seem like they need
1: a bit of a a bit of an elemental three upgrade. They might have a place
0: on the battlefield. Because there are relatively still new ones coming out.
1: There are. There, there's a lot of like Ilkland brick guide tech, the stuff in the battle mech manual. You upgrade some some protomechs with that and they can be scary.
0: Yeah, I think the last one to come out is in technical readout 3145. Mm-hmm. So they're still there. They're not gone. I mean, as much as Catalyst might want them to be gone, they're not gone.
1: Well, then they shouldn't keep putting them in technical
0: readouts. <laughs> we should care they exist.
1: They do exist, so they're an option right now. They're not going to be written out of the game.
0: They have their um, own section in Total Warfare, just devoted to ProtoMax. Uh, don't don't get me angry about this. I'm not going to get gonna you angry, get... but I have to kn- have to let you know there's like eight to ten pages just for ProtoMax out of a 400 page book,
1: right? And it would be awesome if they put all of the information about Protomex in there. That's it would, or just or or even just references to where those other things are. They're okay. They're pretty good about that. Sometimes they didn't come on. We we got confused <laughs> about about specific things about how Protomex move, and it was very clearly stated in some other section of the book. I would like <laughs> I would like that to be referenced in the Protomex section, so that I can go find that information. While just going to the, you know, because if you're playing a game, you don't want to have to look through three different books. You just want to be able to look through a book that has a protomech section. It would be nice to go to that section and find all of the answers there. That's all I want.
0: I'm a better battle. I'm a better battle tech player because I had to look for protomech rules, which took me to all the other places where all the other battle tech rules are. But, but, but we shouldn't (laughs) have to do that
1: during a game. No. But It takes too much time.
0: So we're going to digest a lot of protomech rules and we're going to squeeze it down because we don't have the PhD for protomechs. Someone else does. But this is a good 101 class. I'd say 102, maybe. Probably. We're still introductory level. No, one, no one's getting their bachelors in protomechs from this class. <laughs> okay. So we're going to teach you because they're A, legal, and B, because information is ammunition oh yeah okay so how do protomechs play that's the biggest question
1: right they are they move like mechs but they feel like infantry
0: in the worst ways of both right but uh so first let's go and there's 22 different kinds of protomechs with 81 variants so there's oh man
1: i saw that on the list (laughs) and i'm like there's seven types of protomech josh uh no that's just when i stopped counting back in the day.
0: I mean a lot of were. them are are not I don't want to say relevant but a lot of them do the same job as others. Right.
1: And and a lot of them are just, you know, the Rock, the Rock 2, the Rock 3, the Rock 4, etc. So there's still rocks, just different variants. Are you not even counting variants? You're counting 81 different? variants. Okay. Well, damn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's actually a good chunk like a there's non, a lot. There's a non-insignificant amount of protomechs. And there's also those four ultra-heavy protomechs, which, like I said, is technically cheating, but the society has never been known to play fair. True. True. So so we covered it a little bit. So protomechs are the worst of the mechs and the worst of the infantry smushed together. Good thing they're cheap. The cheapest one is like 40 BV, almost like, I don't know, an airy power armor squad, which yeah. I love. <laughs> Up to like roughly the 500 range for your normal standard protomechs. That's 500 per, not 500 per five. Correct. Per per protomech, single, single protomech. Now they need to be taken in groups of five legally because they are like a battle armor squad.
1: Right. But they don't have to be the same type.
0: And that's key because how many times have you wanted to mix your elemental with, I don't know, a Corona Uh, or a Grenadier?
1: Yeah, you know, you just get that one salamander mixed in there with the with the rest of them,
0: and he tanks all the heat that gets shot at the squad. Isn't this like <laughs> some other war game where that used to happen/slash still happens?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that would be that would be kind of cool. So the mixing, matching uh, abilities of the protomech, its its pretty nifty.
0: Yeah,
1: not something that I'd ever do. Yeah, the way the way that my brain thinks about protomechs, I, I need them to all be identical just for just for my brain because i'm like all five of these do this period
0: i mean it definitely helps but they all go on one sheet so protomechs are literally designed to all fit all five of their record sheets sections on one page
1: right which so, is key yeah
0: so they five of them take up the same space as a mech paper wise
1: yep um now i mean i wouldn't do them that way but i love options and you know that so i am super happy that there is the
0: option to to mix and match it's better for your collection i'll put it that way <laughs> so we talked on assembling them so playing them biggest difference that you will have to kind of overcome is they move and fire as if they were a single unit for actions and declarations which yes. means if you move one you have to finish moving all of the protomex that are in that point
1: yep all the rest yep the other four
0: and that's also for weapon declarations. They count as essentially a single unit, or I just think of them as another mech.
1: Right. So you can't you can't uh, initiative sync them you like like one at a time. You have to do all of them. Yeah. All of them at the same time.
0: Elementals are for initiative syncing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they're not bad for it. They aren't.
0: No. So just looking at that, are they more mech or more of like battle armor? Just from like that how they operate?
1: From how they from how they operate, they're definitely mini mechs, for sure. In that case, it just feels like you've got five tiny mechs running around, and that's how they they move. Because they all move individually, you just have to move them all at the same time. But it's not like an elemental squad where they all have to stay within a certain distance. They can go anywhere on the map apart from each other. They just all have to move.
0: Are these like the mini cons from Transformers? Yes. Yeah, so I like them for that. Like, they're not the most difficult thing that you can, like, spam the board with. Like they, they have mm-hmm. an internally balancing, like they all have to operate as one one unit because they're a squad and the squad has to activate all at once.
1: It definitely going against them, it feels like horde mode for for most other games because then you're just like oh, they're they're everywhere. Um they're one unit, but they're everywhere. They're they're surrounding us. Unless they're minotaurs, in which case, you know, maybe five turns later
0: they might surround us. Look maybe. they're trying. <laughs> they are they're, they're try. trying, they got big guns. They got two they big guns. Yeah, so let's talk uh, about let's go let's start with movement because okay. movement we learned the most about movement because that was probably the most different.
1: Yeah, yeah, because they aren't treated; they're treated like mechs and vehicles at and the same infantry. time, <laughs> and infantry, right? They they move all at the same time. We know that, uh, but they move just like a mech. So you have to you have to go. You know, unlike infantry, which which have. Um, you don't pay for for hex changes and they have no front these definitely have a front and they move and they have to do the the movement penalties just like a mech that
0: made me very mad and when they jump do they take the uh yeah the they, they jump like a mech okay so they take the worst part of the mech and that made me sad because i most of these have like one gun one primary weapon and like one secondary so the movement really kind of screw them over in my opinion Right. Now, I
1: mean, like vehicles, though, you can fit two of them to a hex. So at least you can double them up mm-hmm. if you want to. Um, you know, watch out for those bombing runs. And,
0: uh, what? I like keeping oh. all of my eggs in, you know, <laughs> one hex basket.
1: Yep. Like if, if they're like vehicles, yeah, they are. They're level one high. They are. And um, like vehicles, uh, unlike infantry, you can enter a hex with a mech that has a protomech in it but you can't enter it and leave it in the same turn. So it stops your movement.
0: Thank you, stacking rules, for having that section there. Where,
1: <laughs> Right. That's one of those things that was in the, the, in the movement slash sack, stacking section of Total Warfare, but it was not referenced at all in the protomech section, so it was very easy to overlook.
0: And that's what we played wrong, that we treated them like mechs where they could not enter Right, you couldn't
1: enter hex at all that has a protomech. Yeah. And that is incorrect. You could have a total of four protomechs and one mech in one hex because you can have two friendlies, two enemies, and one mech of either side in the same hex. You can have five units legally in a hex.
0: There's some aerospace jockey just like drooling somewhere. (laughs) I know. (laughs) One who doesn't care about friendly fire. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm racking up kill counts, and I don't care (laughs) who from. Okay, so that's movement. So like I said, they all move at once. They can be two to a hex, they stop an enemy's mech's movement if they try to move into that hex. They're a little weird. Right. Uh, Combat-wise, let's talk about their combat abilities.
1: Okay, so they all have to fire at the same time, but they mm-hmm. do not have to fire at the same target, yeah. which is nice because they can be all over the map, like we said. It does make it difficult because if, uh, if you've got five protomex, even five, like, like when I run five rocks at the same time. Even though you've got the same weapon and they've all got the same gunnery skill, you do have to make sure that, you know, based on positioning where each of them are standing, if they're all firing at the at the same target, because you might have different target numbers for each of them, which uh, which if you're just trying to rush, you might you might screw that up. Yeah. So you have to look at them all
0: individually when firing. So this is the hard part. They have the firing arc of a battle mech. Yes. So, they have to like still torso twist. Now, the cool thing is, if they have a main gun, we didn't talk about that. Uh, Let's start with that. So, some protomechs have a weapon technically called a main gun, the MG, not a machine gun, unless it is a machine gun. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's not normally a machine gun as the main gun, actually. Uh, But that would be something like a medium laser. Right. And the main gun, if they fire it, they can't shoot arm weapons which are like morally like machine guns or srms right. or lrms little things
1: so arm weapons can be pointed into the rear arc but main guns cannot right
0: main guns can be rotated into the rear arc
1: so they got like little turrets or, or you just rotate your they, torso they enough. rotate
0: the torso and then just like your mech gets one arm your proto mech that's gets good. The main gun that's good i'm I, I like that i mean like i said hopefully if they have a main gun they can do that an example of that would be like the rock, which has a clan ER medium laser only and is as its main gun. So it has 360 firing capabilities.
1: Right. 360 firing, though it still has it still has an arc, even though it can fire 360. And if it gets shot, it's
0: always on the front table. Is that what what I remember? So there is no rear or side tables for protomex, which is actually really nice. Because we don't need that much. Like, yeah, that'd be that'd be so confusing. <laughs> Okay, so they have their own hit table. They don't have a rear arc, so anything you shoot at the rear just hits them on the front. I guess they turn around to take that shot, to tank it. Or
1: or it's so small, it's just considered the torso armor, whether it's front or rear. I
0: like that. That's abstracted in a good way. Yeah. That that rear shot doesn't matter on this, you know, but
1: 30, 38 <laughs> armor. But they are tiny, Josh. Like, they're smaller than mechs.
0: I know, but not like... So-
1: but but they're they're small enough that they can they can dodge shots how does yes. that work
0: so if your opponent's really unlucky and rolls a 3 or an 11 on their hit table it's a near miss <laughs> doing my air quotes when i say near miss and if it's a weapon shot it does no damage if it's a physical attack and you get a near miss it counts as a hit for like you resolving your psrs but does no damage to them
1: Okay, so you can you can kick and you won't fall over, but they won't take any damage. Correct. But you're saying I can hit you, and when I roll the location, it says, "Oh, never mind, you actually missed."
0: I you do no damage. That's a better way to put it.
1: Okay, yeah, that's not a bad feels at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For purposes <laughs> of PSRs, like, oh, I missed my you know kick, kick and, I, yeah. and I Charlie Brown myself. No, you landed the protomech just like dodge, and it does with no it. damage. Yeah. yeah. Now, when they do get hit, though, they are very different than anything we've seen before.
1: So That is true. This was a little complicated the first time that I shot your, your little protomex.
0: I had to look at, like, three erratas, and nothing helped. But then we arrived at just reading it and digesting it in our sleep. <laughs> that each time they take internal damage, so there's there's the, like... Light hexes or the light bubbles and the dark bubbles. And the light right. is armor, dark is structure. Each time they take internal structure damage, they take a crit roll like normal. So, like on a 12, it's blown off. On, you know, 10th or 11, it's two. And yep. uh, eight or and nine, it's one. Yeah. They take that like normal and they bubble in whichever box. Like if they have, if you roll two crits, you bubble in two boxes. That's how it works. Cause they have their own special, they don't have internal, like, gyros or hip actuators they have like first crit minus one walk mp if you hit the legs second one half walk mp
1: right you can blow the legs off but they're not they're not considered prone ever they just aren't no PSRs, not prone cheaters (laughs) but what happens when they take a crit like there's something special that happens when they take crits
0: the pilot gets hit
1: right because like we said before they are plugged into this machine and they feel that the way the book describes it is if their arm gets blown off to them it feels like their actual physical arm got blown off and therefore they have to make a panic slash consciousness check to see if they if their brains freak out and and they go
0: into shock i mean my brain freaks out most of the time that my car gets hit
1: but you weren't you weren't trained from birth to uh to fly clan aerospace fighters
0: either. I mean I don't think clan aerospace fighters are like plugging in feeling their wings. <laughs> no. No. But they got big brains. What is this Macross Plus? You know? Yeah. Oh man, that
1: was such a good such a good anime. gold Goldman. Pilot in that mental VF 21.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I did it. I bird walk <laughs> you. It's my fault. <laughs> But yeah, so receiving damage, quite different. Hold on, hold on. Before
1: before somebody complains, I know that Goldman piloted the YF-21 because it was the experimental version and not in production yet. So you guys can just back off.
0: Why, do, okay. I know, why do I know all the experimental <laughs> items? Yeah. It's a curse. But yeah, so oh man, so that means your protomech could technically take five crits and then the pilots just, you know.
1: Yeah, just brain dead.
0: Did we ever have that happen?
1: No, no, we didn't even come close with yeah. the crits. Yeah, it was. It was either you took enough damage that uh, that your weapons were gone, or your center torso finally gave it up, and and your your guy was out of action, like that Minotaur, or or they just didn't have legs and couldn't move.
0: Yeah, but so they weren't prone. <laughs> they don't have right torsos. They just have right arm, left arm, and torso, right. legs, and head. Now some of them do have main gun. But that transfers directly to the torso. So it's yep. kind of like, yeah, every if you get hit, you're pretty much tanking four or five damage, maybe six if you're lucky. And then it's they can to- take an amazing amount of damage though.
1: Like it feels like that. Not not gauss rifle level, but but uh it's it's a lot of damage. And and if I'm correct, if you hit an arm with a gauss rifle, that doesn't transfer. That arm is just gone, right?
0: I mean damage transfers.
1: Oh, does it? Okay, so they do have a, da- a damage transfer table.
0: Uh, It just says that all damage transfers to
1: the, to the center torso. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. I'll take all that back. Yeah, yeah. Gauss rifle would be evil if you can hit him.
0: If you can hit him. That's the hard part. <laughs> damage transfers normally when a location is destroyed. Damage from all locations transfers to the torso, including damage from the head. Okay. Okay.
1: That's right because the pilot's not in the head, it's in the torso so you can lose the head and still be combat effective.
0: Yeah, if you lose the head, you know all that happens is it's plus 1 to hit and then plus 2 to hit and then no yep. no re- long range shots. That's it. That is that is nothing in the grand scheme of BattleTech. That just says stand still.
1: These are the true black knights. Yeah. <laughs> They've had worse no matter what.
0: Oh. Uh, so that's the shooting stories. shooting combat. Now they do also have their weird physical combat.
1: Oh, well, yeah, that's that's a weird thing, because they have to be in your hex like it has to be range zero. And even then it's just like called a flail. You just you just try different things. You're bashing things with with whatever you've got. There are no punches or kicks. It's just a full body flail. No,
0: no, sir. It's better than flail. It's frenzy, which is the frenzy. Combi- combination of kicks, punches and any other physical combat translated into one role. And so we also so we previously talked that they don't have a piloting skill, correct, only a gunnery. Yeah. So for this they're treated as having a base PSR of 4 and then treating it like a kick. That's pretty good. That means on most things you're hitting on it a, a two.
1: Well, I mean if if the opponent didn't move and it's not in woods, yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean still that's really easy. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's that's not bad. Yeah, you but you don't do much damage. Like if it's treated as a kick, at most you'll do two, most of the time you'll do one. And it's to the to a leg.
0: Yeah, yeah. so if your weight is below 5 tons, you do 1 damage. They're also
1: so light that the enemy mech never has to make a piloting roll from that attack.
0: Uh, why'd you have to remind me?
1: Now, their PSR for that defaults to 4, but if you're m- making a list with these, um, battle value is calculated as if they have a 5 for piloting. So you can make the gunnery whatever you want, but the piloting has to be a
0: 5. PS, Mega Mech, and... Uh... Master unit lists do not yeah master. that is correct they don't they don't account for that, so that's something you have to know
1: yes, because they for the, both of those, you can set it to whatever you want, and it will change the b v but according to the book, they are considered as five for battle value uh calculation purposes, so don't game the system, people, be honest,
0: let's say a mech were to like punch or kick them. The problem is they're level one, so you can't punch them, so really most of the time you're looking at a kick,
1: yeah. Kicks hurt.
0: Kicks hurt. You say that, and yet you have kicked mine and left it on one structure damage.
1: Why well, I have? Yeah, it still it still hurt. Doesn't always kill, but it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. I wanted them to be shifted like football style, punting a football, like one hex back. But <gasps> but they're apparently big enough that uh, that that doesn't happen.
0: Does he like just you know kind of like brace it? Like he knows it's coming, just holds on. Yeah, like very Superman stopping the train. <laughs> yeah, that. So we've gone over movement, we've gone over stacking, we've gone over combat, we've gone over physical. They're really different.
1: They are. They're, they're, they're unique, which makes them confusing, which makes people not want to take them.
0: Now we're going to briefly touch on what makes them unique construction-wise. So they don't utilize XL engines, so there's not really any more weight savings. Can't use endo-steel, ferrofibrous, can't use target computers. Their weapons don't even really use heat. Their technology is supposed to be so advanced, they don't need to sync the weapons or the engine or movement because they don't track heat. Right. Um, Ooh,
1: they don't use mask. However,
0: they do have the Protomech Myomo booster, which yes. is their own essentially mask thing. It's like mini mini mask. <laughs> <laughs> mini mask. You, I would thought if we miniaturize it, it would work differently. No, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, Um, they still don't want to crit those legs. They can't eject. The pilots are stuck in there. They can't dump ammunition. They actually are more affected by extreme temperatures, kind of like infantry. All right, so that's essentially what makes them unique. How would we break down the different types of protomechs? So I kind of showed you my collection of protomechs against your regular mechs. And I use I want to say, three different types.
1: You did, yes. uh, Because there's light... um, medium or trooper uh, and heavy. Yeah, that's the the beefier
0: ones. We're just putting them into general boxes just for description wise. Right. Um,
1: The one that I like is the rock and it's five tons or is it seven? Seven. The rock is, is well balanced, so I would definitely put that in the medium category. So that's like the vanilla in my mind. It's got mobility. It's got armor and it's got a decent sized weapon. So the lighter ones have less armor or less weapons, but go a lot faster. And the heavier ones have a bigger weapon and go and more armor, but go much, much slower. Yeah. So you, you there's three totally different play styles from those three categories. Mm-hmm. Very different play styles.
0: Yeah. My Minotaur moves <laughs> walk three, run five and jump three. So it is an assault proto mech.
1: Yes, but it's got some weapons. Like what does it have to fire? It has two clan ER medium lasers. Yeah, that's 14 points of damage yeah. from one little protomech.
0: And they're clan lasers, so it's 5, 10, 15 for range. He was, uh, he was a scary one. You park him in heavy woods. And he technically still has 36 points of armor and 20 points of structure that you have to get through. <laughs> it so. is so much. It is so much. But yeah, so that's a heavy one. The rocks being kind of like the quintessential trooper medium, you know, rated one. And then you have the lights, which are like the chrysor, the Harpies, the Satyrs. And those guys... Or like locust, like literally, right. like speed-wise, armor-wise, relative-wise, I should say. And normally they might have like a machine gun or a small laser. Right. Something
1: that could do some damage, but uh, but not a whole lot. Almost scarier for infantry than it is for mechs.
0: I mean, most of those will murder infantry. Uh, what was yeah. it? One of them has like three AP Goss rifles. <laughs> Jeez.
1: Yeah, yeah. Goodbye, infantry. <laughs>
0: So let's talk about some tactics. So we actually have put these on the table a bunch to make sure that these tactics work correctly.
1: Right. So there are there are definitely different things. Like I said, the the minotaurs. You want to park those in heavy woods. You can put two of them per hex, so you can really double up on that. And you just uh, you just shoot at things from long range because they're busy focusing on mechs. So they're kind of a hold this position and you just forget about them. The the troopers. What I would use them most for. Because, like I said, I I take five of each type. So I would have either five Minotaur or five Rock. I do have five Rock when I use them. I like to swarm enemies. I like to jump around them so that that I always have at least one in their rear, no matter what. Like, they can't get away from that. And then that's five Clan Medium Lasers. That's not a bad amount of damage. It's up to 35 points of damage per turn just from the Protomex. Um, and they're they're pretty fast. They jump, so they're they're harder to hit as well.
0: Now, would you say that's a worth it for almost seventeen hundred BV? It could be. It very very well could be. But it's a hard hard choice. Would that, that's that's an that's an intersphere heavy mech. I would have to build my
1: build my lance around it, supporting these guys. I do think that that five rocks could be the equivalent to an intersphere heavy mech. Um, most days of the week. Not Saturday or Sunday, but but the other five days definitely they are a match for an InterSphere heavy. I would say yes.
0: I I, I want to agree. I want to say that as tech level increases, they get kind of out. They don't keep up as well as the other things. Oh, they don't have cool upgrades. I mean, they do get cool upgrades. It's just not being able to take like reflective armor to take less energy damage like they don't Ah, get they don't get stealth armor like battle armor does
1: they should definitely get stealth armor that would be that would be the dream how about lights lights are the ones i've used the least amount i can see some pretty cool ways to use them though but as as, like more in a disposable type of uh type of way
0: i mean they definitely (laughs) let's get real when you have for 56 battle value you can have 18 points total of armor and structure and a machine gun like you are going very fast into rear lines and just messing things up and your opponent really just has to decide is it worth it for me to even worry about that well well think about it like this so the enemy has
1: a medium or light that's very fast that uh, they can get into your into the rear of your of your assault or heavy mechs so you have these these uh, light fast protomechs near those, and when the when the enemy comes up, especially if you lose initiative, but hopefully um, early on in the initiative you can move first and surround that light mech. Once he's surrounded by all of these protomechs, he can enter a hex with one, and then he has to stop. So this light mech, this light fast mech, has a TMM of zero, and then you could just take your assault one and it with no TMM just unload on it and and delete it. It's a good, now, the mech has jump jets, too bad. You know, you picked the wrong, <laughs> pick the wrong protomechs. That's no on you, jets. not on the protomechs. Yeah. They tried their best. Nope, no jump jets, and you can stop a mech in its tracks. Now, they will, they can kick the protomech that's in their hex and destroy it.
0: Easily, So, probably. like I
1: said, like I said, disposable. But hopefully, your assault mech will have taken out that mech before physical attack phase. So maybe they will, they will survive another round. That is one possible tactic that I have discovered by playing with Protomex.
0: The rush, just literally rush the opponent.
1: Yeah, the the block the block him in, make it so that he can't move and then and then uh, dispose of him.
0: I like the fact that they're because they're one level tall that you can normally hide them much easier, so they're great for yes. scouting. Like, oh, how many woods have you seen that are like, oh, this is a perfect woods, but it's behind like a level 1 with an open fire lane. It's like, okay. Yep. Just put a protomech yeah. in there, and if your opponent walks past the protomech, doesn't have to move, so it's getting no no attacker modifier, and it can just either torso twist or it's it's the perfect turret. It, I'm not investing too much PV for it. They're
1: small enough uh, that all those those maps with a couple sinkholes on them that um you know, you can't take partial cover of because anybody on a level one or level zero is higher than that. You know they <laughs> will be they will be covered in the sinkhole, so they can jump in the sinkhole for mid map cover. Uh, and then jump back out for that surprise attack.
0: I'm so proud of them in their yes. little, little proto-holes.
1: You got to think outside of the box if you're going to use them
0: effectively. Yeah, they really, I don't want to say they could handle anything toe-to-toe.
1: No, I say they, they work really well, like elementals, like infantry. They work well in support of other units. Uh, one thing we did not play a whole lot of was objective-based um, missions with them i i wonder how they would handle a
0: variety of different objectives i mean it depends on if the mission allows the proto mech to like interact with the objective like a mech or like right, if they right. count them as inventory. like most most games that i've seen don't count proto mechs as even being thought of in the design process like hmm. they, they will exclude inventory and vehicles and, and vtols or something like that but they will like let mechs i'm like okay but you don't explicitly say protomex, so I don't know.
1: Right? I yeah, that's a tough one because they, they they are mechs. It's in the name, but also they're treated like vehicles so much that if you're if you're getting rid of vehicles, you can assume on one hand that it's also protomex. Yeah. But again, you don't know unless they're explicitly labeled.
0: But I would assume that some of them are really fast, and because they're harder to hit, that they'd be great for objective games. Yeah. Now, the better thing is, imagine playing an objective game in a city, in an urban environment. Oh, yeah, I do know something about that. Did you know protomechs do not take skid checks on pavement? They don't
1: have a piloting skill, so they don't take PSRs. So, yeah, anything that would cause them to do
0: a PSR, they can ignore. Do you know what happens when a mech skids into a (laughs) protomech? no what happens the protomech just stands to the side and lets whatever's skidding past them and then moves back to where it was
1: nice so they are immune they do a shoulder roll out of the way and then a shoulder roll back and yell ninja
0: I, i'm just like you know just like raises hands like nope not touching that as, <laughs> as you know the locust on its back is kareen screaming oh
1: it. oh does that does that vertical jump straight up as it passes under a
0: Yes, it goes to level one point one and then drops back <laughs> right down. But yeah, that's I mean, being able to use your full movement profile or jump in an urban terrain, insane.
1: Yeah, yeah, you could really surround a mech that way. You uh, can make him a bad, have a bad day. Um, how about going through buildings? Do they have any special rules for that?
0: They do. So imagery moves through a building using you know it's one MP to get into a hex. Uh, mechanized is two MP to get into X. What are mechs? Like tell tell me what mechs are.
1: Mechs again, it deci- it depends on the construction factor as to how okay. many movement points they have to spend going into it. So that the heavier the building, the slower they go through there. Okay. But protemechs don't. It's just one extra no matter what, right?
0: Yeah, so it's one extra, so they have to use two MP to get into a building hex. And they do one damage, just one to the building. That's it. <laughs> they, they they they're
1: it's tipped. every door frame every door frame they walk through they just rah, and flex on it and pretty they much crack that door frame every I, time
0: I couldn't find where they take damage. They, as far as I can tell, they do not. They just do one damage to the building. Yeah,
1: I don't see why they would.
0: And I think that's insane. If you're doing like an urban campaign or like yeah. an urban game, like if you know your environment ahead of time, that really changes the value of the proto mech.
1: Oh, yeah, and if they're in a building, the building takes takes you know most of the damage that's meant for them until the building collapses. So yeah, I bet a bit in an urban situation, they would
0: they would rock. Rock with no K. Yeah. <laughs> now, back for some more other combat. I really like the idea of indirect spotting using them because if you're you know using a 56 BV protomech that can generate 8 MP from walking and it can spot for lrms and you don't have any like inventory or elementals that can you know ride and get that close that's great
1: yeah yeah and they can take a hit so and you've got five of them
0: <laughs> yeah like that's that's the better one to just have a dedicated spotting point and then a dedicated lrm point if you you could actually mix that and have the same squad you know be spotting for it the rest of the squad
1: True, yeah. So out of out of the 10 protomex, you could have one spotter and
0: nine LRMs. <laughs> oh, God, I hate it already, and I'm the one saying it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we haven't really talked about many, but the Gorgon has an LRM-10. Okay, but he can't use
1: special ammunition, right?
0: Can they, he? Can, they can use special ammunition. Oh, wow, nice. So a Gorgon can fire smoke LRM-10 rounds or whatever other those, flavors you those
1: want those eye swarms
0: we're not talking about the society ones i told you we're not
1: <laughs> that's true that's true you did
0: but yeah so they but can that, get you cool. know fragmentation you know incendiary can can different ones take different
1: ammo so you can have like one gorgon with with regular one with uh with smoke one with thunder um can, can you like split them apart like that yes nice this,
0: unlike unlike elementals specify the loadout yeah, individual yeah. loadouts for each one yeah, yeah so you have 12 true. of lrm ammo on a gorgon, a standard gorgon, yeah for, for 325 bv that moves four six i mean i th- want to say bv wise that's one of the most efficient lrm 10 delivery systems
1: yeah especially with the with the you know if you've got two two points i, I really think the one spotter and nine indirect fire guys would be cool
0: while one part of the squad, you know, is firing, the other part of the squad's moving up. Yep. You're always in position for A-roll. This <laughs> would be super cool. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on how to use Protomex effectively? Besides like the move blocking, the bum rushing, the scouting, the spotting. They don't really brawl.
1: They don't. I would not brawl with them. That is correct. I mean, I know this is only a, a 102 level class. So we're not going into the into the super detailed stuff, but brawling is out at this level.
0: Unless you're things. brawling with like a an inner sphere of light, like a slow light or bad medium
1: maybe. Or or you know, if they were going if they were vehicle hunting, I think they would make great vehicle hunters. Because you know, any damage you do that can can uh, you know does motive damage, especially if you have wait, do they, they, they use heat mounted weapons? Do they are there any hot
0: protomechs? There are no like plasma plasma mechs or I f- f- I don't want to say flamer,
1: right? Flamer either. okay. Hmm. Well, then forget all that. But I still think I think they'd be good at taking out vehicles and especially the ones with the AP Gauss taking out other squads of infantry, just messing those things up, going from building to building. When you've got those uh, those SRM infantry in the building, just send a protomech in there and just just wipe them out.
0: OK, um, so we we'll ready to talk about anti protomech tactics if you're, you know, one opponent has been somehow, you know, been blessed by the smoke Jaguars. <laughs>
1: That's right, because you know, as as far as protobex go, I I don't think I would ever take them in a tournament. I would definitely uh, use them occasionally in a pickup game for fun, and I would one hundred percent use them in role playing games as uh, as enemy forces that are that are easier than mechs to to take out. You know, kind of like the uh, the goblins of the. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, of the battletech rpg
0: i mean that kind of works by, uh, really well actually because they are yeah. easier to kill quote unquote they don't do a lot of damage they're a single but, role but they still but have, they have to... so
1: many variants yeah. so you can really spice it up so i think i think that's where i have and will use them most is rpg campaigns
0: do you want the highly mobile goblins do you want right. the like the long range with bows, goblins, like
1: you want the, the bugbears or the kobolds or the or the standard goblins
0: or, you know, you got choices. So how do you kill these goblins of the Battletech universe then? What what tactics did we find on how to kill them?
1: <laughs> OK, so my tactics when I was playing against you were to 100 percent ignore the protovex until I took out your mechs. Um, now, the Minotaur was annoying and I did shoot him with with a gauss rifle or two, and that did take him out. But uh, I don't believe I, I – I kicked any protomechs that were in front of me. But it was always like I had shot at, at another target and then just physically attacked that, that turn because it was there. Yeah. Um, but I think I do think it's because you had so many different types. Like you had five protomechs and four of them were different. So it was like literally having
0: Decision five paralysis. independent –
1: five independent mini mechs out there instead of five mechs five mini mechs working as a team to to overwhelm a single opponent or or something like that.
0: Yeah. They were all kind of on their own like fire right. missions. They were, t- like,
1: they were too diverse.
0: Yeah. I actually noticed in most of my games my opponents would just ignore them and just shoot the mechs. And I'm like, "Okay, but I am I'm I I got kills. I think I killed out of my three games three things with proto Yeah,
1: they, I'm not saying that they don't do damage cuz they do. Uh, they just weren't doing as much damage as any of the mechs that you had taken. Yeah. So yeah, I needed I needed to focus on them and then with what, what whatever was left clean up the protomechs. Um but yeah, there are a couple things that work really well against protomechs. Anything large caliber, they're not infantry, <laughs> so they take they take the full damage, and since it all transfers to the center, you're gonna take that torso out eventually if you hit it enough times. But um my, one of my favorite weapons, the Plasma Rifle, does special types because Plasma Rifle does 10 points of damage and then 1d6 heat to a battle mech or anything that has heat sinks. But going up against a protomech or a vehicle or, or infantry, anything that does not – cannot handle external heat, it takes the 10 damage from the from the uh, Plasma Rifle and then 2d6 bore damage. You add it all together and split it up into groups of five. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. and then a plasma cannon is even worse. It does like three d
0: six damage to to anything. <laughs> Microwave the person inside. Yeah, it gets it gets pretty bad. Um, infernos have a special rule. Like, how many infernos does it take to kill a battle armor trooper? Three, three. Yeah, so you take your every
1: three. You 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 subtract a battle armor guy. Yep.
0: Yeah, for infernos for Protomex, it's a little bit less. Like they do the same thing, but. For every three Infernos that hit a Protomech, you roll one location, and that location is destroyed.
1: Right, so it could be an arm, or it could be the torso.
0: Yeah. Uh, You can actually roll that 3 or 11 near miss, and if you roll that, it near misses. Yep. Well, well, (laughs) dodge that flame. Uh, I still feel like I need to mention, I have not had that near miss happen yet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Yeah, because that's the that's the uh, second arm and second like the second right and left arm on a uh, on a battle mech sheet because yeah. it's three and four for the for the right arm and um, ten and eleven for the left arm. Mm-hmm. So it's just that that other arm slot.
0: I mean, technically, just medium pulse lasers. <laughs> the, oh yeah, yeah. Any pulse, pulse lasers at all? Because but medium
1: of- pulse lasers especially would just just destroy. Like close range destroy them, and then physical attacks like physical attacks, a medium mech does uh you know ten to twelve points of uh points of damage on a kick, not nine to eleven something like that it does it does some damage um a good kick will send them flying, cave them in
0: I mean it won't send them flying technically, but
1: yeah. no, it does in my brain though
0: <laughs> uh, in
1: my brain it sends them flying, but in reality it just caves them in,
0: yeah. Like the Minotaur is one of the most heavily armored ones and it only has five total health in each arm and then 10 in the legs. So you don't need much like you're going to destroy a location with your one good hit, but it's not right. going down easily.
1: You hit the legs and it just turns him into a turret and he can still fire the next turn just fine. Yep, yeah. so that's all my all my uh, basic basic anti proto Uh, defenses. Just
0: kill them. They're somewhere in between mech and infantry.
1: Right. So you have to pay more attention to them than infantry because they do they are fast enough to keep up with you but to me they always take a secondary target to a mech with a lot of weapons.
0: So would you say that the protomech should go in first or second before the mechs? Should they try to soften up or should they try to exploit the softened up holes?
1: I think they should definitely uh, exploit you should send them there to do ex- the exploiting. Or unless unless, like we said, unless they're the, the fast ones that are just there to stop uh, to stop a fast mech from moving, surround them, and then you send them in first to stop it, then you move in your assault mechs to take advantage of it. That's that.
0: just so dirty though.
1: I, I I know, but I love that idea. <laughs> I really want to try that idea.
0: All right. Do we want to talk about uh, a proto-mech list or like at least just try? <laughs>
1: I, we can like my my list. Like I said, my list will either be five rocks, five Minotaur, or five something fast that I don't know about yet.
0: Like the Harpy or the say like, or
1: right, the Harpy is a good one. Actually, I do know that one. I would, but whatever it is, I would take my points in groups of five and just use them as, as a tightly knit unit that's working together.
0: No, oh, that's they've good. all
1: got the same target in general. They try to get the surround on it, um, or they try to keep something from moving into into a strategic position unless it has jump jets
0: i mean it's so good
1: uh they are definitely expendable on my list i am sending them in there to die period like that is they, their job is not to make it back their job is to is to make exploitable uh events happen that my other mechs can take advantage of that's what they're supposed to do
0: i mean they're good at that job
1: that's i think that's what they are designed
0: for Not, you know, fighting off and entire invasion fleets coming to destroy your clan. No, no. I think they're pretty bad at that. I would probably take the split list of like two of the fast ones. And I think the Gorgon is probably my most effective favorite one with the LRM 10. Mm -hmm. I mean, 12 rounds of LRM LRM 10. That's 120 damage if you can hit every time.
1: A split one with that 2 3 split I think is acceptable um especially if you have a plan mm-hmm. but but what you were doing earlier with four different ones in your group of 5 I think that was just too much yeah just too too much cherry picking too much like 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 they would be useful slightly useful in this specific situation but not nearly as useful in all the other situations
0: yeah cuz this way they can help support the rest of the you know star or whatever forces you're taking them with but right. also on this one, they can kind of act as their own mech. Because, so speaking of that,
1: you know, are they are they clan only? Are there are there no way for intersphere to get a hold of protomax? There is
0: no intersphere combination for protomax. The closest thing we have is the uh, what are they called? Celestials.
1: Well, yeah, the celestials, but they're those are definitely mechs.
0: Yeah, but they they were like, no, we're not doing this. We're just going to do it in mech form. Those
1: are scary to me, the, the, the Celestials. The, the Manny Domini are just... My whole experience with them is, is of course, through the RPG. And, and they are one of those mid- to high-level bosses that, that, you know, the players really have to prep to fight. So, yeah, many Domini scare me. These are goblins,
0: and those are yeah. beholders. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, they're the adult green dragon.
0: Yeah, God. But that's the thing, a bunch of goblins, because if you... A legal, you know, star would be twenty-five protomechs. Yeah, I think that could do some damage. Yeah. And you would have one that scouting would one.
1: Slow your game
0: so <laughs> much. <laughs> yeah, you have one for scouting, one for brawling, you know, one for disposable move blocking, and one for indirect fire. And you know what? You're gonna win the game because your opponent's just gonna get up and leave and be like, "I'm not having fun anymore, man." Right. <laughs> <laughs> call me you when you ruin my fun. Yeah, call me when you get over this. My guys withdraw
1: from the field.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think that's Protomax. Anything else we want to add to that?
1: No, I do. I do want to play them more, but I want to play them with people who have never encountered them to get their their opinion. <laughs> like once we get some really good tactics, just just throw them at random players on on a Tuesday night game. Just to see how they—they they ignore them. How they deal with
0: it—they ignore them. That's the yeah. But I
1: want—I want to see with uh, with more specialized points of um, of the protomex.
0: Take elementals to spot and just a you know five man indirect fire because there are actually a bunch of indirect fire ones. Yeah. Or you play the low bachelin on a budget and they bring inventory and cheap vehicles and you bring your you know <laughs> elementals and protomex. Yeah.
1: No, I, I think I think some playtesting is in order to get a, a few of these down. So before our, our two hundred level classes on this, uh we need some homework. But after after this, you're gonna buy some more protomex or at least use the ones you have? I, I I'm definitely gonna paint up the ones I have so that I can feel better about using them. And uh and to begin with, I may I may, you know, substitute them to say I know this is a rock mini, but today we're playing with these protomex just, just to see. What the tactics are, and then if I think they're viable enough, I will start buying the protomex of the the ones that I like, the groups that I like.
0: Yeah. Promise you need five of each one you like, and that oh, that I understand that. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm. I you know me. I am. I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> the price point is somewhere in between battle armor and back. <laughs> but it's not. It's not uh, super heavy Poseidon prices. Goodness so. no. All right, you. Class is over. You want to send us home. Sure, man. Sure. Uh, you can contact us at the Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, check us out on Facebook and Discord, and a special thank you to all the Patreons. And remember, even if you paint your Protomex five different colors, they still won't combine to form Voltron. Mm, probably.